up, fools? <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Conspiracy Cast right here on Tales of Earth, the show that we live stream every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern uh, at twitch.tv slash comic story. And if you want to support us, you can uh, buy some merch through the link below. You can also support us on patreon.com slash comic story. Follow us on Twitch, subscribe to Tales of Earth on uh, YouTube and all that good stuff. Give us a like, give us a share all of it you know how to, how to support us at this point i think so we appreciate you we love you and and fools is um uh is a compliment it's, it's a term of endearment anyway it's a term of endearment yes like dorcas in the bible um what? that was a real term of endearment yeah. yeah 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 dorcas is like an ancient term of endearment but translated to english it means something else the list that we have today thank you to mopey is uh, 10 highly bizarre space conspiracy theories from Listverse. Outer space is filled with mysteries, and it is no surprise in many modern myths and weird conspiracies theory, conspiracy theories related to the infinite vacuum hugging our little blue speck. Mm. In the past, we have talked about secret NASA plans to ignite Jupiter, Barack Obama's teenage excursion to the red planet, and a mysterious alien satellite lurking in orbit around Earth. Uh, that was called the um, Dark not Dark Knight, Black Knight, Black Knight satellite. Yes, something like that. I just love that we, we just brush over Barack Obama's teenage excursion. You know, that. we all had a but the I mean, alien back in college. <laughs> he took okay. So Barack Obama took a, a gap year. <laughs> yeah, and went to Mars. Everybody does it? Yeah, everybody does yeah. it. Got to travel for a, a semester. Yeah, it was studied abroad. Only he was the only person there, and the Martian was based on him. Come on. Ooh. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. In my gap year, I studied abroad. <laughs> Uh, uh, specifically in Germany. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, number 10, the dandy, Andy, Andy, poison Andy, you're going to love this. Uh, Martian nuclear okay. war. Hell yeah. <laughs> in 2014. Except I don't want them to nuke themselves. I want us to nuke them. <laughs> that just takes the uh, fun out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the point? <laughs> you want us to nuke them. All yeah. right. Well, it turns out, Andy, we might be a little too late uh, to the party. In 2014, uh, Dr. John Brandenburg published his paper, Evidence of a Massive Thermonuclear Explosion on Mars in the Past, The Sidonian Hypothesis and Fermi Paradox. Quite the title. The title's a little wordy. <laughs> it's a little wordy. Yeah. Well, that's actually, that's actually how we used to title books. Like, books didn't have catchy titles until... Uh, like mass published novels really started becoming a normal. Well, yeah, thing. I mean, you, right. you if yeah. you're writing it by hand, you might as well come up with a giant title. Yeah. Keep them in a little longer. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> in the somewhat dubious Journal of Cosmology, uh, his theory is based on the presence of radioactive isotopes like xenon-129 in the Martian atmosphere, which can only be created by nuclear detonation, according to Brandenburg. Although he once believed that there was a nuclear explosion on Mars caused by natural forces, he now believes that there was once a humanoid civilization living on Mars that was destroyed by nuclear warfare by a time-traveling Andy. He is also one of the authors of Dead Mars, Dying Earth, which uses this history of Mars, uh, this history of Martian extinction as a cautionary tale for our own world. He believes that there were actually two species of indigenous Martians, whom he calls the Sidonians and the Utopians. So like green Martians and white Martians. Uh, according to Brandenburg, <laughs> they had the technological level of the ancient Egyptians. Some see... So the ancient Egyptians had nukes. Uh, some yes. see these supposed structures on Mars that are captured by NASA images as evidence of these ancient cultures. They didn't destroy themselves, but were rather the victims of nuclear attack from space. Huh? Brandenburg Sorry. cannot tell us who was responsible, Sorry. but he is willing to speculate in the conclusion to his paper. Uh, such hostile forces could range from things as alien, as AI uh, with quote with a grudge AI with a grudge that sounds like a great movie <laughs> against flesh and blood <laughs> as in, in the movie Terminator see that should have been the tagline for the original <laughs> Terminator Terminator AI with a grudge, with a grudge. <laughs> and the sequel is AI with beef 
what <laughs> you know no, that got, terrible. anyway yeah, all the way going. to things as sadly familiar to us as a mindless humanoid bureaucrat like governor tarkin in star wars eager to destroy planet alderaan as an example to other worlds so their new theory is that a hyper technological race of humans showed up with like a death star and, and they nuked mars well because they I had guess. a grudge yeah they had a grudge against red planets and they had a like I hate the color red. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Uh, yeah, I guess so. His hypothesis is there were two distinct humanoid civilizations, like two different races, living on Mars. Uh, they're they really only developed to about an Egyptian level of development, and then they were wiped out by some other alien race. How he knows or can hypothesize that it was an AI, I I don't know. I don't know. With a grudge. With, With a grudge. grudge yeah. Against flesh um, and blood. Yes, apparently. So, yeah. What Number if it 10? was an AI that had watched the grudge? So they're time traveling AI. AI. <laughs> it's an AI that is taught by uploading it with millions of movies. So it's merged right. all of them and it's like, hmm. What was a documentary? What was fiction? And it was like Terminator. I, I, Dan, that was, that I was think you have right. Yeah. yeah, Dan, I think you have you have posited probably one of the most frightening concepts: an AI based on movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost almost as bad as an AI taught by social media, though. <laughs> it's not that. That's bad. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, an AI that's extremely offensive, but also easily offended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Oh my goodness. I do always find it funny whenever people are like, hey, so there was life on this planet or in this location. And every single time it's, and there were two different species or races and one right. always overcame the other and the other one died well, yeah. off. And it's like, well, that's what happened to us. It just always happens though. It was us and the apes. It was us yeah, and well, the apes. Well, it was, it was, us, us, it was us. Yeah, so it was um, Homo sapiens and... Uh, why can I not think of Homo erectus? Homo erectus. No, that's technically no. Homo sapien is like okay, yeah. Homo erect. No, yeah. Homo <laughs> sapien and <laughs> sorry. Homo uh, Farnsworth. Uh, yes, of course. Homo yes. Anyway, why can I not? People mispronounce Let's it all the time. Going. Let's just keep going. No, it's gonna bug me. Just. We'll circle back. Neanderthals. It was it was Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. Yes, the, like yeah. Homo sapiens came basically came out of nowhere, um, and essentially wiped out. Ne- basically wiped out Neanderthals. So the same thing happened here. Neanderthals were um, very intelligent. They said. I mean, they created clothing, tools. They were very quickly evolving into these very intelligent bipedal humanoid beings, and then we came along and just wiped them out. Spaceships. Then our spaceships. From Mars and our nukes. So yeah, I mean it's it's an entirely plausible concept. Um, in fact, there are uh, studies now showing that it is very likely that a lot of human beings still have Neanderthal DNA because of crossbreeding. Oh yeah. <laughs> love has no bounds. Love, love has no <laughs> bounds. Uh, number nine, ancient space programs. The idea of a secret space program based on alien technology that was recovered at Roswell is fairly common in the conspiracy world, but some look even further back in time. Some believe that a number of ancient human cultures possessed space programs of their own, which were kept secret from their own populations in the same way that the U.S. government keeps its fleet of UFOs secret <laughs> from the general public. Of course. Thanks for well, Yeah. Uh, according to so-called whistleblower Corey Good, uh, Good with an E, there are a number of quote, breakaway human civilizations based on ancient secret space programs. They exist throughout the universe and engage in politics and intrigue with alien races. Several of these breakaway human cultures are said to have masqueraded as gods in history and no, uh, and do deals with modern governments while pretending to be alien races. So, hey, you know what would be really funny is we pretended to be aliens, even though we're totally human. Uh, one breakaway <laughs> Put on humans- this rubber mask. Yeah, put on this rubber mask. Uh, One breakaway human civilization is made up of the members of the Mayan space program whom Good confesses to uh, rather like because 
he's met okay. them, I guess, being yeah. quite short and uh, wearing sky blue priestly uniforms. Good thought that they looked like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Oompa Loompas, a mental observation that they had apparently picked up telepathically without being offended. What? Okay, their technology is based on a neurological interface, and their ships are cylinders made of stone. Uh, so if you type in uh, Mayan space program into Google, you can see an image of these supposed Oompa Loompa spacemen. Let's see. Hmm. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I mean, it's you a mean 3D rendering. The three that look like Mr. Bean. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 they do yeah. look exactly like Mr. Bean. This entire this entire part is, I'm pretty sure, an episode of Futurama. <laughs> oh, I'm sure everything is an episode of Futurama. That's true. Uh, Good also reported being present at a group meeting. Of ancient oh. space was there. I hope there's free coffee of ancient space program representatives <laughs> who have apparently relocated to hidden terraform layers beneath the earth to hide from planetary and extraterrestrial enemies. So hollow earth that we're bringing in hollow earth theory here. So, uh, so the ancient minds, they, they left, they came back and then they were like, oh, we don't want everybody to notice us. So we're going to go into the hollow earth, which is also a thing, which is also a thing. But yep. then we found Nazis and it just it became a, a mess. Yeah. Well, no, we also found yeah. space, which was weird. Luckily, our, our next one's proving that our Nazis might not actually be beneath us, but above us. Yes, that's equally terrifying. Uh, oh so basically, they went to the Hollow Earth, and the Nazis were like, hey, we have the Hollow Earth for at least like another hour. Our yeah, lease isn't up yet. Our lease isn't up yet. We've uh, already paid this month's rent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my money's worth. He, I need my he reported seeing... Back. Uh, he reported seeing delegates from breakaway cultures who had African, Asian, Indian, and Mediterranean features. The Maya were uh, conspicuously absent from these proceedings. <laughs> Has anyone seen the Mayans? Yes. The Mayans. We all said we were going to meet back here <laughs> in a couple millennia, and they haven't showed up yet. So you told them the right time, right? Yeah. Oh, they got that different calendar, though. <laughs> oh, no. This alliance is opposed to the modern-day secret space... Okay, I love this. This alliance is opposed to the modern-day secret space program, which is allied with nasty aliens. Nasty aliens, such as... No, the wait, wait, is it nasty aliens or nasty aliens? Nas I, I think both. I think both. Okay. S such right, as the raptors, because those are things, and is controlled by an intergenerational cult that dates back to Roman times. Wow. All right. Raptor aliens. They've bred raptors with aliens. <laughs> and needlessly given them machine gun arms. <laughs> uh, but I, I love this randomly thrown in intergenerational cult that dates back to Roman times. Yeah, that's problem here. I mean, it sounds like a solid mystery conspiracy theory to me. To me, yeah. yeah. These are some yeah. crazy yeah. awesome conspiracy theories. These, these ones have everything. They've got Mayan aliens, uh, machine gun armed raptors, ancient Roman cults. I think you made up the machine gun armed No, raptors. I'm pretty sure it says it in there somewhere. <laughs> I kind of like the idea. But what I... What I find funny is this alliance is opposed to the modern day secret space program. As a, it's like humans, modern humans are like, hey, hey, you you had, you know, secret space programs. Why can't we have secret space programs? Like, well, yeah. well, you allied with the Raptors. And I'm going to start my own secret space program with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> uh, you don't know where those Raptors have been. Uh, yep. Intergenerational cult. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up real the, fast. Click the link. It's actually kind of funny. Ancient Earth Breakaway Civilization Subterranean Council Meeting and SSP Alliance Debrief Part One: Honeycomb Earth. It's a little wordy. Ooh, the title. This looks book. fun to read. I'm gonna read that later. Wow. What website is this? Uh, SphereBeingAlliance.com. One of the most prestigious. <laughs> news outlets out there and they also use cookies <laughs> great good to know okay oh, here we go goodness. we're talking nazis in the hollow earth nazis up in space and number eight brings us to 
Nazis on Mars. Nazis what are on a, a post-nuclear apocalyptic wasteland Mars. Okay. Another set of wild claims from Corey Good. Oh, Corey Good uh, pertains to his supposed German colonization of the moon and Mars in the 1940s by the Thule, Vril, and Black Sun secret societies. This was an effort that was apparently independent from the SS quest to build weaponized flying saucers in the same period. Using hidden bases in Antarctica and South America, these secret societies explore technologies like anti-gravity and space-time portals that were developed with records from ancient space programs of the Far East and extraterrestrial advice. <laughs> put that there. No, no, no. No, put it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah put no, that you're over doing there. it wrong. Okay. Cross the wires the other way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you Nazis are stupid. <laughs> the entire program was kept secret from the Nazi political leadership and oh. the German military authority. So, so it's not Nazis. It's the not okay. Nazis. It's just German. Well, no, they were members of the Nazis, but it wasn't the full Nazis. So they were Nazi. Yeah, Nazi-ish. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the early German <laughs> colonies on Mars were at the mercy of dust storms that initially wreaked havoc on their electronics. Dust. Then they discovered hospitable regions above the 20th parallel where they could be safe. There they stumbled upon an ancient complex of lava tubes where they could build more secure bases. They soon ran afoul of the reptilians and the insectoids. Must be the two races on Mars. <laughs> two species of indigenous subterranean Martians. Yeah. After making a show of force over Washington, D.C. in 1952... The secret societies of Mars made an alliance with the U.S. military industrial complex. Although the Americans intended to take over the German bases, the secret societies ended up infiltrating and taking over American power positions and high-tech industries. The influence of the Nazi secret society in the modern secret space program is most obvious in the, quote, dark fleet, which has a Nazi style to its uniforms and ships. These. My, this is this is what I love about these things is because like let's um, let's say Corey Good there is like explaining uh -huh. this to me and I'm like right. dude that is an awesome idea for like a science fiction novel you should definitely write that and he's like fiction <laughs> fiction <laughs> what okay this is so a dark real fleet. thing I just love how much how They're... many details these guys like yeah and they found the maxed out lava tubes on the east side above the twentieth it's like. What? But, well, but no, then the, and then they jumped too. But of course, then they ran afoul of the reptilians and the insectoids, which we all know well, are the subterranean of people of Mars. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Any edu educated American or person knows. Yeah, knows of the. Uh, also, I find the... it. I find it funny that this dark fleet looks just like the uh, destroyers in the Star Destroyers. Oh. Yeah, they yeah. are very uh, Star Wars ish. They are very. Well, when it so says, George Lucas like, was in on it. <gasps> so what I what I love is when it says the influence of the Nazi secret society in the modern secret space program is most obvious in the quote dark fleet, as though Obviously. it's a real thing. And right, it's like hovering it over Earth, and you could just look up and see them at any time. It's like I know because <laughs> for a moment I thought, is the dark fleet a real thing? Have I just not oh, like it? there's like a U.S. military right. thing called the dark fleet? Yeah, I mean that would be kind of cool. That would actually so, be cool. I. I so we're going to need funding. Um, could you earmark some funding for um, for our dark fleet? For your what? For our dark fleet? No, no. That that would 100% be like a, uh, an officer or somebody who would be like, yeah, we just need funding for our E-11-247, the dark fleet. Um, <laughs> uh, and they're like, I'm sorry, the what? You're like, the E-11-247. No, no. What did you call it? We we kind of thought dark fleet would sound cool. <laughs> So, oh, and man. they, they were like, just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That is that cool. You got the money. Here's cool. the grant. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's really cool. Trust me. The ships ju look just like the Star Destroyers, but black. But black. And all of our uniforms, very Nazi ish. <laughs> and they're like, oh, let's, like let's the backpedal on the Nazi part. Uh, no, no, no. It's a part of the whole thing. You get, it, you go it, Nazi ish. It's all you go Nazi. But I love how there's literally no historical record of any kind for any of this. 
And yet this person can try to claim that the early German colonies on Mars found lava tubes and they ran afoul. I love that wording. Ran afoul with the reptilians and insectoids. Well, did you just, see the base? To click on the insectoids <laughs> where they have a lovely image of what the German secret societies colonized Mars in 1940s. Okay. It's, uh, Ooh. It does actually look like the Martian, just on a bigger scale. It does. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. I feel like any, any, I, I feel like whoever yeah. wrote this list found this uh, this Corey Good dude and was like, "Hey, so I need you to write about the craziest things you can think of, and then I'm gonna pretend like that's a le like a legitimate source." Yeah, and I'm gonna write. No, no, he's like, "We're gonna go out. I'm gonna get you raging drunk, <laughs> and you just start spouting the first nonsense that pops into your head." See, I like to think that this Corey Good has like a set like a series of like seven, eight, maybe 12, uh, like dice blocks things. And on each side of those blocks is a conspiracy element. You know, like one side of the block says Nazi, another side of the block oh, says Nazi. Oh, I see. And then he just rolls it. Yeah, he just yeah, rolls yeah. them all. And then whatever lines up, that's his, that's his theory. So instead like of that's sex dice, we've got conspiracy yeah, yeah. dice. Conspiracy dice, yes. I actually Found it. right next to the sex dice you know what you know what sometimes we i get them <laughs> we should get them mixed make up. this <laughs> we should oh, make these German dice we should make these <laughs> dice and play a game of like a special episode of mystery cast where we roll the Create dice conspiracy we with get dice. them and we have to try and convince the other people that this is a real conspiracy of whatever we i roll. like it that is a solid idea yes. i really like think we should do two that. conspiracies and a lie yeah or is it something like yeah. that where we just like roll the dice and we we have to like explain the conspiracy and you have to like guess what the dice say or something something where we make up conspiracies and dice. I like it, Gary. We got this. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. All right, guys. Number seven, alien comet ship. The successful landing of the probe fillet on the comet 6067P uh, slash Kuryamov, oh, man, Gerasimenko yeah, by the European Space Agency, ESA, resulted in many astounding scientific findings. But according to a supposed whistleblower, always a whistleblower, always whistleblower. Uh, let me guess, Corey Good, uh, <laughs> in the ESA, the, the purpose of the comet mission was much weirder. In an anonymous email, the whistleblower claimed that 67P name wasn't a comet at all but something from which nasa started receiving signals 20 years earlier nasa scientists had noted that the comet seemed to be performing the impossible feat of changing trajectory in space by itself the esa scientific mission was merely a smokescreen for a military reconnaissance mission by american and european governments to find out what was going on the email explained the whistleblower's logic do not think for one moment all caps, that a space agency would suddenly decide to spend billions of dollars to build and spend or and send a spacecraft on a 12-year journey to simply take some close-up images of a randomly picked out comet floating in space. The source also mentions that the exterior of the comet is mechanic has mechanical features and unnatural terrain. Other conspiracy theories theorists have supposedly spotted a UFO near the surface of the planet. That was a comment, uh, which actually looks more like the USS Enterprise if you squint <laughs> and a rock formation that they claim is an alien face. <laughs> I love that. I feel like in one of these, it's going to go and it looks like a <sighs> spaceship if you look the other direction. <laughs> if you look the if other you direction. you get really drunk and poke yourself in the eye first, <laughs> this totally looks like an alien. <laughs> I uh so I clicked on the the first link of yeah. the astounding scientific findings and it's funny the things that they are really stretching for cuz the first one is CG shows Jupiter in action so I don't know how computer graphics really affected it but one of yeah. them further down it literally is number 6 it looks like a duck Okay, I have to uh, see this. Yeah. And it does not look like a duck. <laughs> I, 
Well, hold on. If you turn your head slightly, like I can't, I can't. It actually, kind of looks like Godzilla. It does. It looks more like a monster, but I'm not seeing yeah. a duck. <sighs> UFO. Wait, where is this? Apparently, it also smells horrible. Uh, <laughs> okay, because that's something we can know. Wait, I'm not seeing what you're talking about at all. Did you not? Uh, the first link in the yeah the ESA resulted Hang in many on. astounding. It's number six. Number six. It looks like. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. Duck. And it does not look like a duck I've ever seen. That Maybe a duck that got just driven over. Looks like a comet. <laughs> I want to. I want to be there. I wanted to be there for the conversation between the scientists. He thought they were just going to go study the comet. <laughs> And then, like, a bunch of, like, space marines show up with guns, and they're like, what, what's with all of the military guys? They're like, ah, don't even worry about that. <laughs> don't even worry. I feel like I should be worried. He's got a pretty big gun no, over no, there. No, no. Ah, that, no. that one's packing a bazooka. I've also seen movies that start this way. That Nah, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, man. Must be an AI with a grudge. That's what it is. Must be an AI with a grudge. Oh man. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So alien comet ship, which is becoming a more and more and more and more popular theory with like Oumuamua that passed by through our solar system. Oh you know, yeah. That they're actually, another one yeah. Heading in. Yeah. Um, I guess they just aliens just build ships that look like comets, which would make sense if you want to disguise them. But See, you know. it's just there's just one ship designer out there who's like, <laughs> I just I just like making them look like rocks. I don't know why. Yeah. See, so I, can you take? Oh, go ahead. I Dan. was just gonna say, I like whenever I look at these, my thought is more that it's a broken down ship that's just gathered stuff on it and just like debris and stuff. Yeah, yeah I know. There's actually that. one theory that they've been out in space so long they have actually collected. Yeah, because I mean, let's be honest, if. How many times do you drive down the highway and you see just a car sitting on the side of the road? I gotta imagine space is like that too, except that the road oh, yeah. just is constantly moving and then yeah, weather. Yeah, there's no yellow lines. Exactly. And I just I'm just waiting to see one of these comets um, blinking like with like a safety light on it. <laughs> it just goes by. Do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that? Like was that a blinking alarm. light? No, no, no. That's just, that's just a phenomena. It's natural. It's nothing to worry about. It's a small nuclear explosion. Yep. Uh, it's a small nuclear explosion that repeats. It's a repeating. Uh, all right. Number six, Apollo 10. Nuclear explosion. Apollo 10 and the monolith. Uh, according to this theory, the Apollo 10 astronauts, uh, Thomas Stafford, Eugene uh, Kiernan, and John Young, saw an extraterrestrial beacon in orbit, hey, uh, around the Earth, the object resembled the monolith from Stanley Kubrick's film 2001 A Space Odyssey and was allegedly first glimpsed by Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin and American astronaut Alan Shepard. Apollo 10 apparently made a clandestine approach to photograph the message and star map etched into the side of the monolith, but electrical uh, emanations from the object wreaked havoc with onboard instruments, almost causing a mission failure. In 1972, the beacon was recovered by a secret military space shuttle and taken to a domed underwater research facility hidden north of the Bahamas. Of course. Yay! <laughs> this is getting fun. Uh, the monolith was said to emit tones and lights in some kind of mathematical language. Okay, so if this thing wreaks havoc on electrical instruments, do you think taking it underwater into a facility uh, that clearly yeah. needs electronics to function <laughs> no. is probably the best place? Gary, you're asking way too many questions, my friend. <laughs> uh, okay. It was you're studied not, by... I'm not going to get on board with this. I'm not even going to have a real conversation with you. <laughs> it was studied <laughs> by researchers like Carl Sagan and U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command General Albert Stubblebine. Uh, most of the researchers who worked on the monolith eventually contracted cancer. Believers say that there are many such alien beacons, which may have been left by up to five extraterrestrial civilizations. A supposed NSA informant known as Jesse believes that Mother Russia had one. 
deep quote there. Skeptics point out that the technical problems reported by the Apollo 10 mission were all standard spaceflight hiccups and that any secret shuttle launch in 1972 would have been noticed by space watchers on the ground. Um, so I think to add into the people, uh, most people died from cancer. Apparently, according to this article that was linked in that one, uh, it says, and those who tried to dissect the monolith died right there on the spot. Cancer. So don't touch the monolith. Died. Touch the monolith. So isn't that the the video game Dead Space? It sounds like it it turns you into like a monster. I don't know. I've never. I never played it. Uh, Andy, sounds like an action movie to me, (laughs) or an action game. (laughs) It does. Uh, Guys, it's just it's just a stupid action game. I don't even see the point. I don't even see the point. That's. (laughs) <laughs> but I love this. Like Mother Russia had one, so they're they're just collecting monoliths. Uh, yeah. Like China, what you chimes, do China chimes in. Like, hey, we don't have one. There's one up there. You can go get one. Like, <laughs> go I mean, at this, this point, they're a dime a dozen. They're like, you have to share with us. Just go get your own monolith. Go get well, your own monolith. Jesus. According to this, sorry, just keep reading. This is hilarious. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. It says, uh. Jesse, because apparently that's a important person. Jesse feels yes. that there are many more space beacons out in space acting as postcards. I'm sure Mother oh. Russia had one. That's Gre- right. The line. I'm like reading this full thing. This is greetings hilarious. from Andromeda. It's like wish you were here. Wish you were here, but don't touch. But don't touch. You dead. Don't touch. Uh. You dead. It's like a lame one, though. It's like, wish you were beer, and it's like a uh, gray alien holding like a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good postcard. It's a really There's, crappy one. And that's oh, a, one of them's you know, actually a, a singing card, so they like break it open and it starts playing a song. They're like, ah, oh, what the hell? You know, we never associate a sense of humor with extraterrestrials. It's always like no, no, the, humans, the humans have the ex- like the sense of humor. Right. The, the aliens don't. I like to imagine that some aliens actually have way more developed senses of humor than we do. And like everything is just a joke to them. Every, everything in space that we have experienced has been some aliens big prank. Prank. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Just a prank on us. Exactly. I'm like, I can imagine we actually finally meet them. We hang out with them. We're like them because everything's a joke to them and we just don't want to be around them but we don't want to tell them <laughs> they're that, that they're, they're that guy <laughs> they're that guy all these aliens they're that guy uh okay so yeah monoliths that's right. fun Monolith. Ooh, benny would love this one number five space angels ah thor was one of we one of these yes it's like an angel it's like mated an angel. with a pirate <laughs> Uh, on day 155 of their mission in 1984, cosmonauts aboard the Soviet space station uh, Salyut 7 allegedly experienced a blinding orange light which illuminated the interior, even passing through opaque walls. Looking out the portholes, they saw that the station was surrounded by seven angels with wings and halos. Each was roughly the size of a 747. The angels remained for 10 minutes before vanishing. On day 167, after they had joined, uh, yeah, had been joined by three more cosmonauts arriving in the Soyuz T-12 spacecraft, the incident supposedly occurred again. After the mission was over, the Soviet authorities allegedly hushed up the divine encounter. Cosmonauts aren't the only ones uh, to have supposedly glimpsed angels in space. Since 1995, the Solar and Heliospheric Observatory has allegedly glimpsed images of angelic beings flying near the sun. NASA says that the images are merely image processing errors, but conspiracy theorists insist that they must be angels or aliens. I would love to see, okay, for argument's sake, that this is real, that they're actually getting images of these angels or beings or whatever they are. Sure. And uh, one of these NASA scientists is like standing in a room. One of these 747 sized angels appears. And he's like, it's just, what, how did he uh, describe it? Uh, image processing errors. My, my eyes, they're just having an image processing error. It's not real. Yeah. Some even believe that NASA has repeatedly taken photographs of ethereal beings in space and shared the information with the Vatican. One supposed engineer described them like this. 
There were seven giant figures, all had wings and mist like halos. They were about 80 feet tall and had wingspans as large as airplanes. Their faces were round and peaceful. And they were all beaming. It seemed like they were overjoyed at being photographed by the <laughs> Hubble telescope. Hey, hey, oh, they're taking the picture again. Like, hold on, hold on. I blinked. I blinked. Try again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, they seemed to be smiling at each other as if they were letting the rest of the universe in on a glorious secret. Although NASA apparently believes that they are protective guardian angels. So NASA believe what? Okay, okay. When, okay, when did NASA adopt this belief? Uh, the Vatican has identified sure them as... in the handbook. <laughs> it's in the handbook. Yeah. Here in the back, you can find a reference to our... Uh, guardian angels. Protective angel guardian producers. angels. Yes, guardian yes, they're right there. Space angels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Vatican has identified them as angels representing the seven churches of Asia and the seven periods of the church. Supposedly, Pope John Paul II feared that they were not the benevolent beings they have been made out to be. Oh, so Pope John Paul II... Had some doubts. He had he had some concerns. It's like they look friendly. He's like, you listen to me. All right, <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's how the Pope talks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. NASA <laughs> goes from skeptical to believing. Like, as a, I'm sure it's a part of like the entry exam. You know. Yeah. Uh, what are like, your thoughts okay, on angels? Uh, so uh, you say you were in the military. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, you, uh, do you believe in space angels? No. Okay. Sorry. You're not, you're not going to be a part of our yeah. Just not NASA material. Right, you're just not NASA, NASA material. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. What do you guys think about the space angels? Now, what I do find interesting. Okay. Is that uh, if you look at biblical encounters and I'm sure even other ancient texts, uh, when it comes to encounters with angels, they mm -hmm. are a very like powerful, scary. Right. Uh, yeah. It's right. not like the. Yes. You know, feathery wings, white robe. No, no. Anytime an angel yeah. appears, at least biblically, anytime an angel appears, like people fall to their faces in fear. Like right. it's, it's a terrifying experience. Um, so, I mean, at least this story like lines up with that, but are they just hanging out near the sun waiting for a photograph? <laughs> I mean, we got to get the lighting just right, people. Yeah. Oh my goodness! This get my good side. Get my good. Turn side. my face to the sun. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just <laughs> that's that's one of those ones where it's just like, okay, this this sounds more like you've been in space for so long and you're so desperate for interaction with people, you start seeing yep. things. These and are also like, Russian cosmonauts, so let's be 100% right. honest. They were probably a little heavily into the vodka at this point. Yes. Yeah. Heavy into the vodka. I, I wonder how much they take. I wonder if they, you know. They're like, we're going to be up here for a year, so we brought enough vodka for that long, but we went through it in a week. No, yes. cosmonauts do, don't drink vodka in space. Damn That's it! Like, this is, of course this they're not going to tell you they do. <laughs> like... Yeah, well, here you go, cosmonauts. Uh, this is a year's supply of, of vodka. This is an American's year's supply of vodka. <laughs> what is this bullshit? What is this? I like we need a this, Russian supply of vodka. This does want me to mention, though, that there was once an astronaut who brought a corned beef sandwich with him on his space flight once. Who are we sending into space? I don't know. People. Who, it's like he shows up late for the for the launch. He's brought his lunch with him. <laughs> oh, oh no! Sorry. They're like, you don't have time. Just bring it with you on the flight. He just okay. sticks it in his mouth and just like slowly eats <laughs> it, as he's like launching. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go, guys. You ready for this one? Number okay. four. This is going to be fun. Oh. Cryptids of Mars. Yes. I like it. All right. Andy needs a new. Uh, an upgrade to ride. I need, I need an upgrade to Slide ride. Slyrock Bolter? Slyrock Bolter's oh, got to evolve yeah. and go to space. Martian yes. Rock Bolter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists seem to like squinting at blurry pictures. Hey, Dan, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> of lakes and forests to spot mysterious animals such as uh, they like, uh, sorry, as much as they like interpreting rock or terrain formations as evidence of alien structures like the duck. <laughs> or faces so it should come as no surprise that some combine the two joys 
Uh, images captured by the Curiosity rover in 2016 were interpreted by some as showing clear evidence. Yes. Clear, clear evidence, evidence. Of a Martian Loch Ness monster, which presumably lives in sand. Uh, back in 2008, NASA's Mars rover Spirit captured an image which some believe to be a Bigfoot living on Mars. Okay, I got to see this. Uh, oh, that's also the mermaid. That's what they also call the mermaid on Mars. Um, okay. Uh, the standard explanation is that it was merely a small rock near the rover, but some prefer to take it as evidence of a Sasquatch that is five centimeters, two inches tall, lounging casually on the Martian surface. Huh. Okay. Uh, However, so this- I'm, tra- I'm trying to, I'm watching the video on the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> and it's like, it's stretch. just like an image of sand, image of sand, image of sand. And then basically somebody drew a Loch Ness Monster on the image of sand. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I'm, I'm watching it too. My first thought was, am I not seeing it? Am I not then seeing it? I was like, where is it's- it? <laughs> it's. It is, and I'm like, okay, maybe I just didn't see it the first time. That's Let me back I, up. No, yeah. it is somebody straight up drew a Loch Ness monster on the image it's, of sand. It's, so it's, it's like it's such like, a like blur out where it's like, hey, I've got this. It's like if I went like this, I've got these two snacks right in front of me because I have my desk snacks. If I had yeah, this, of course, I and too. I was like, here, we've got the green snacks. Oh my goodness, isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> like it's so oh my oh, gosh that's man. funny that's funny like, i don't see the loch ness monster i don't here let me draw it for you <laughs> there it is you see it now Take, well, you see it now well, well obviously sure yeah i didn't even see that the first time <laughs> the thing i always find funny when like they go through a picture and they're like see this is where it is i'm always looking at the picture and i'm like that could be something that could be something that could be something and they go to the one spot that i'm like no that's just sand and nothing. they're like it's yeah. a lock i'm like but that rock looks like it could be a sleeping elephant yeah <laughs> now i'm more convinced. sleeping elephants on mars confirmed i'm more convinced by some of the images that we've seen for mars where you see well, look like like very old, broken down machines. Those are way sure. more convincing. Oh yeah, than uh, Loch Ness monster and you know things like that. Like this Bigfoot, who is uh, purportedly how do, how big to say five centimeters, two inches tall. Oh, two not inches much of tall. A Bigfoot is he? Yeah, but they don't want to say little foot because that's like copyright infringement. So that's fair. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right. Uh, however, this pales in comparison to the variety of alien structures reportedly seen in the images by veteran conspiracist Andrew D. Uh, Basiago. Uh, these include beings with bald, bulbous heads sitting in lotus positions and surrounded by uh, ibis and penguin-like creatures. There is also a large statue or skeleton of a humanoid with a pointy head and large elephant elephantine ears. This skull may be the fossilized head of a giant primate in Martian history or simply the statue of a demon. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a look. For the record, sorry, those of you on stream that just had a pop again? up real quick. I was trying it's to look at the pictures, again. but. I can't find the. Uh, I like the the alien it's, handgun. That's a that's a yes. fun one too. It's very handgun. much a rock. It is very There's, much a rock. Yeah. Those who worry about facing some ferocious Martian beast unarmed, <laughs> some sources reveal that you might be able to pick up an alien handgun lying on the desert surface. Pretty sure, and, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. It's you just can look at the look picture. Like it is very much a rock. That's like someone coming at the to Earth actual and going, picture. Yes. If you look on this. Uh, on this mountainside, you can wow. see this solid stone heart. And it's just a heart-shaped yeah. rock. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this must have belonged to yeah. some rock-style creature. Oh, man. Uh, someday, someday these it. conspiracy theorists are going to be laughing when, they pr- when they're proven right about all of right. Like, that was a handgun. There were reptilians <laughs> and insectoids on Mars. And they were wiped out by nuclear war by an AI with a grudge. Okay? It's all real. And there's Nazis. And okay. there's Nazis. And a Martian elephant that never forgets. <laughs> to kill. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I love how they've used uh, that same picture of the like mermaid. Yeah. It's like seven different things, supposedly. Apparently. Apparently. Well, you know, who knows? It's a shapeshifter. It's true. All right. Number three, Pluto truther movement, which is what we need. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. YouTube user Crow, sorry, Crow7777, sorry, 777, is at the forefront of a conspiracy theory movement called Pluto trutherism. He believes that NASA faked the images of the former planet Pluto that were captured by the New Horizons probe, uh, altering the color channels of an image of Pluto. He supposedly detected a ghosting image all the way around. Uh, first indicator of shenanigans. Oh, Shen- I cry shenanigans on NASA. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Crow seven, sorry, Crow uh, seven 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 also claims that he got a clearer image of Jupiter using his backyard telescope from four hundred million miles away than NASA got of Pluto from nine million miles away. Owned. Mm. He believes that this is clear evidence that the images were computer-generated pictures of Pluto. Some conspiracy theorists dismiss the whole mission as a fabrication, while others say that Pluto doesn't exist. Because that's where you go when you when you're developing a conspiracy theory. You ultimately land on doesn't exist, didn't happen, not real. Yep. Here's the thing. the whole thing. Pluto does exist, but it is more afraid of us than we are of it. Uh. Yes. <laughs> it's shy. Oh. Uh, however, there is also the view that the New Horizons probe wasn't intended to visit Pluto the planet. Instead, it was a Masonic or Illuminati ritual. Andy? Sure. Okay. Or possibly both to pay homage to Pluto, the god of death. The actual target of New Horizon or New Horizons is the so-called Planet X, aka Nibiru, which is destined to destroy Earth someday. <laughs> Just get better and better. Uh, much is made of the fact that the probe carried some of the ashes of astronomer Clyde Tombaugh, who discovered Pluto, possibly with two quarters that represented the ancient practice of placing coins over the eyes of the deceased. Pretty sure this is just like a nice ritual for the guy. Uh, even the name New Horizons is said to have occult significance. The word horizon comes from the Greek word horos, which is similar to Horus, the Greek name of the Egyptian god Horakti a.k.a. Horus of the Two Horizons. Come on, it's all right there, Gary. Uh, Truth is out there. We have two more left. What are your thoughts on Pluto not existing? I think all of these would make really great science fiction movies or novels. Yes. Yes. But are a real stretch when it comes to facts. Yeah, and they do not yes. really have the most reputable sources with no. Pro 777. Yeah, or some uh, guy on the internet once told me <laughs> that Pluto I doesn't exist. Was good. I wonder how many views it has. I don't want it to start spamming the chat with the sound. So the guy, uh, what was his name? Hang on. Good? Corey Good? Yeah, Corey Good yeah. uh, should write a book. And call it good conspiracy theories. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I've I've never really given Pluto much thought besides, oh, Pluto's not a planet anymore. It's thought about you, Gary. That's the problem. It's thought about you. It's thought, ooh, that's creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Forget Planet X, forget Nibiru, which, by by the way, some people theorize is where the insectoids also live. Uh, they can only live in gold-rich atmospheres, which is why they steal gold from the Earth, which is also seen in Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yes. Yes. I, that is a real theory. I like that movie. <laughs> I feel like there's some of these where I... You hear the conspiracy and you're like, that's a really big stretch. Whereas if I came up with a conspiracy about Pluto, I would do it as if I was an alien race, I would put a satellite to detect this solar system far enough out that no one in the solar system can actually track it, but big enough that they think it's just a naturally occurring object in space. Because none of us have been there. We don't know. It could be a satellite by aliens. But... uh, Not according to this guy. Apparently, there's some shenanigans afoot. Some shenanigans. I call shenanigans. Call shenanigans on this whole thing. Yeah. 
That uh, <sighs> it's an interesting one. All right. It is interesting. Number two, throne of God. Oh. Some Christians believe that heaven is a physical place within our universe, and a minority even believe that it is somewhere in the Orion Nebula. Honestly, Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska. Yes. Some, some minority believe that it is somewhere in Nebraska. Yes. Yes. Well, what I love about this, okay, I'll, we'll get to it later. That it's somewhere, okay. Uh, I would love to see their sources. Like, what source are you using that tells you it's in the Orion Nebula? Oh, wait. Uh, it's clearly in Nebraska. Just keep reading. Uh, <laughs> they believe that hints are given in the Bible, specifically Job 26, 9. He holdeth back the face of his throne and spreadeth his cloud upon it. Job 22, 12 through 14. Is not God in the height of heaven? And behold, the height of the stars, how high they are. And thou sayest, how doth God know? Can he judge through the dark cloud? Thick clouds are a covering to him that he seeth not, and he walketh in the circuit of heaven. They could have used a different translation for this quote. No, they couldn't have. It doesn't sound as religious. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and Revelation 4, 1 through 3, which in some translations refers to the throne of God being in an emerald tinted cloud. The See, fact what that, they Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, said so they should have done Revelations 4, verse 4, which says, and lo, he is in the Orion Nebula. Just <laughs> like solid Nebraska. proof right there. Solid proof. Or Nebraska. Or Nebraska. The fact that nebula means cloud is a key part of this interpretation. The fact that Orion's belt is around 1,500 light years away is not a problem in this theory, but rather a feature. It merely illustrates that prayer reaches the ears of God much faster than the speed of light. What? As did the angel Gabriel when he came from heaven to earth to answer Daniel's prayer. Like there's a travel time. Okay, so yes. I believe that Orion's beauty and massive size uh, obviously make it an uh, aperture into the heavens. That's an interesting... I'm going to click on that link yeah, later. I need to see uh, through it, Jesus Christ and all the inhabitants of heaven will descend upon the earth during the second coming, and the holy city will also arrive on earth during the third coming. Wouldn't it be crazy if, let's say, it's the second coming, but Jesus comes back on, like, a spaceship? <laughs> Why not? And like just straight up like lands Some and like aviators. the angels are all yeah yeah, yeah, well, yeah a theory. angels I believe are it's all in the book aliens. of uh, Ezekiel yeah I believe it's in Ezekiel where they describe like these vessels coming down they're like wheels within wheels interesting thing uh, I can't I can't remember the actual the exact verse um, but yeah some theories point to that as being like heavenly or angelic spacecraft uh, let's see here. Others vehemently disagree rather than, okay, I would love to be a part of one of these like church gatherings where this is the discussion. Uh, so guys, this is the, uh, space Jesus. Yes. Space, space Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Others vehemently disagree rather than heaven. Orion's belt for these people is the location of the throne of Satan. What a turn. That where is he will a believe- hell of a twist. <laughs> where he will build a false copy of New Jerusalem to deceive the people of Earth. So New Jerusalem wow. is a space station. I'm telling you, this is another fantastic sci-fi novel. Seriously. Yeah, pretty good. I like it. I mean, New Jerusalem would be a really cool title for for uh, uh, like a, a space novel. Yeah. Uh, this, quote, fake city, a.k.a. crystal or rainbow city, will arrive from the direction of Orion's belt. One source also mentions that it might emerge from the hollow Earth of course it will mm-hmm, 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 where mm-hmm. else do things come from but hollow earth wow this is yeah th- there should be a whole like class dedicated to this in, in seminary um <laughs> oh my goodness this is just so you know if you type in ezekiel's wheels within wheels you get some really cool images i'm sure you do yeah uh there was a uh Nicholas Cage movie. What was it called? Where the whole movie was based on that concept of Ezekiel actually predicting Ooh. these beings coming to Earth, and the it's like the end of the world is happening. What was that movie called? The Happening. Was it called The Happening? No, that's a uh, Mark no. Wahlberg movie. Was it? Oh yeah, The Happening was yeah Mark Wahlberg. Uh, okay. Somebody look it up. 
Yeah, that was the whole theme of the movie. It was the wheels with. Uh, but people do genuinely like, for, especially for the ancient astronaut theories, uh, they definitely point to that as being a like sign or whatever that the yeah. knowing interesting, the knowing that's what it was. Basically the sun is I've going to explode. This movie. Yeah. The premise is the sun is going to explode. Uh, these wheels within wheels are appearing and they're taking children from the earth and taking them to a new world where they can start humanity over. Sure. Makes sense yes. to me. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a new Adam and Eve kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I uh, just, okay. I got to come back to that one. That one's interesting. Okay. So number one, the Clementine conspiracy YouTuber. Yay. Uh, <laughs> user 1967 Sander claims to have developed a theory called Project Golden Dragon that is based on 14 years of research. He asserts that NASA's Clementine Lunar Flyby mission in 1994 was a cover for a conspiracy. Supposed evidence of this can be seen in a cryptographic message hidden in the mission logo. Because if you're going to hide a message, you want to hide it in plain sight. Right. Right where people can right. see it. Right where people can see it. Including a dodgy depiction of that allegedly suggests a false flag operation. In his view, Clementine was usually was actually a mission by the U.S. Department of Defense to take pictures of alien technology hidden in the Zeman crater on the far side of the moon. 1967 Sander goes on to reveal supposed evidence of a huge object photographed by Clementine, 55 kilometers or 35 miles long, and 23 kilometers or 14 miles high, which NASA supposedly tried to hide by smudging the image and calling it a digital error. Let me just... Yep, yeah, okay. Digital error. The outline but of the objects... Will, but people will see this incredible technology. No, they won't. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> the outline of the object supposedly reflects uh, a specific configuration that is hidden in the logo of the Clementine mission. Uh, all about this logo. Wow. He interprets the object as being a giant alien machine consisting of many multicolored parts or scales uh, that are able to move in any direction. Supposedly, this indicates a biomechanical technology capable of shape-shifting. 1967 Sander believes that the object moves like a caterpillar on multiple legs across the lunar surface by making further quote, enhancements of the original image, he picked up more details, such as a suction unit for spraying chemicals and even possible mandibles, which is chins. Uh, he also states that there is a link between the mysterious biomechanical uh, creature and ancient stories of Chinese dragons. This is based on convoluted numerology and an extremely vague resemblance between the so-called object and the traditional Chinese character for dragon. He believes yeah. that ancient Chinese stories of dragons were actually descriptions of smaller versions of the same alien technology that the U.S. Department of Defense is studying on the moon. According to 1967 Sander, these devices probably came to Earth first to excavate certain material. Luckily, he believes that the moon dragons are not hostile. <laughs> However, he feels <laughs> that the government should tell the public what it knows about the alien technology on the moon. And we end the list with moon dragons. <laughs> this is a great list. I'm not going to lie. A moon yeah. dragon. Oh a moon God. dragon, guys. That has chins. Chins. Specifically yeah. mandibles. Yeah. Okay. This is... This yeah. was a fun list. I will say that. This yes, was it was. Not the most... Uh, even somewhat believable. No, as we've no, had none some of, in the none past. None of these to me were even but, uh, close to being like, oh, no. this could totally be a real thing. I mean, yeah. well, excluding the Martian gun, obviously. Well, obviously, yeah, that's that's uh, I mean, straight up. Nessie's got to arm himself somehow. Yeah, sand Nessie. Sand <laughs> Nessie. Nessie. Yes. Uh, and the uh, the Martian mermaid slash Bigfoot slash. Mm -hmm meditating person what slash if the handgun was dropped by the nazis when they fought their uh reptiles and insectoids <laughs> oh no my space ruger <laughs> <laughs> my space ruger no i'm never gonna be able to get it. they're never gonna issue me a new one if i keep losing them <laughs> 
Uh, no, it's a Martian looter oh, now. Come gosh. on. There, uh. See, there are things like that where it's, if I, when it's just one of something, I'm like, nah. But if they showed two of those rocks that looked exactly the same, I would probably start going, okay, right. maybe something's okay, up Okay, maybe. Guys, yeah, yeah, we have yeah. a picture of a Martian Nazi armory. Now, now you just, just imagine with me. They show you the picture, and it's literally just like an armory on Mars. I would be convinced, yes. Just like a crate of, of uh, guns. Yeah. I found a cache of weapons on the, on the Mars. On Mars. Like, all right, maybe I believe you a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe a picture of like a uh, sand Nessie that doesn't have to be drawn out for you. Yeah, that was the best one. <laughs> but uh, again, I would like to go back to the throne of God thing, and I want to be a part of meeting. You know, where they sit down, they're like, okay, okay, we need to know who's going to bring the ham for the next mm-hmm. potluck. Okay, mm-hmm. next uh, next order of business. Uh, our tithes are down a little bit, so we need to address that. And the next order of business, the exact location of the throne of God. Um, we believe... <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a slideshow with like a laser He's pointer. Probably... As you can obviously see, it's right over <laughs> the there. Orion Nebula. And if you disagree with me, go start your own church. And there's, I want, there's, there's I want someone else in the, the group, though. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I want somebody in the back that would just stand up and be like, it's heresy. That's obviously not the throne of God. It's the throne of Satan. <laughs> uh, yes. Andy, that should be you. Just, just just drop in on that meeting. Just drop right in and be like, ah, throne Except, of God, my ass. Let's Luna, be honest, Lucifer though. is more like it. Andy would probably bring it up of like, okay, good. I like your idea. I like your idea. Or instead or, of God... Satan. And then like half uh, the crowd would go, uh, oh. <laughs> and what's your biblical reference? I have none. <laughs> Corey Good. And they're like, well, Corey sounds good, good to me. I mean. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, his last name is Good. It's gotta yeah, be right? You know he's got to have a good knowledge on things, right? Yeah, that's how, oh, they, man. That's how last names work. You get named after totally. what you're good at. And he was just good at I being just, good. And the next order of business... <laughs> Space angels. <laughs> Maybe they're not as good as everyone thinks. Everyone's like, oh. I feel like that's the start of a special. Space angels, your heroic savior, or villains from space. <laughs> Find out at 11. Space. <laughs> the truth might surprise you. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it turns out the book of Ezekiel was also pointing to ancient space programs. Who knew? Yeah, those Samaritans. Yeah, if man. you type if you type in on Google for image search, Ezekiel's yeah. Wheel Within Wheels, some really cool images pop up. There actually are a couple Whoa. cool things. Yeah, I had to look it up because I didn't recognize it at first, but the second you see one of them, you're like, oh, I see that in tons of things, like the whole wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah very I didn't know that's what it yeah. actually was. These are cool. Uh. I want one. I know that. I want one. Yes. It'll be the next Tesla model. We got the Model Three. Got the yep. Model Y. It's going to be the uh, Ezekiel model. I would not put it past him to name one of his no, cars yeah. the Ezekiel. <laughs> uh, you mean not a spaceship? Yeah, not a spaceship. Not a spaceship. Um. Yeah. So, any last thoughts on this list? It was a fun one. Uh, I think all of these need to be written into sci-fi novels and movies, yep. and yep. I yep. would watch the hell out of them. And uh, I, what I so what I think should happen with one of those stories, okay, is that you go through this whole movie. Everything mm-hmm. in this list is in there. All right, okay. Hollow Earth, uh, cryptids on Mars. You know all the different creatures on Mars: the reptilians, the, the insectoids, the Nazis, everything, the monoliths. You name it. The throne of God, a.k.a. whatever, throne of the devil. I, I mean, you you take your pick. Whatever it is. And then by the end of the movie, it turns out it's all a monologue from an alien trying to explain to humans what the universe is really like. <laughs> <laughs> and humans are like, sure. Right. Right. No, I'm serious. I mean, if you don't believe me, ask the space angel. And he comes down and strikes fear at everyone. <laughs> so, right, because he's the size of a 747. 747. But he's very happy 
I mean, he's in a good mood. Yep, just the big, like, like uh, what is it? The chubby Buddha statue. Oh, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah just, exactly. I'm picturing more like the the sun in Teletubbies. Like, just looking up and yes. seeing this angel's face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> As things are, like, crashing around him oh and God. things are burning. And just, like, ah. <laughs> just smiling at you. Like, oh, just God. Smiling. Yeah. Oh. I can't help it, man. If you got as much sunshine as I did. You'd be just as happy as me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a nice tan. Got a nice tan. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. What was your favorite? Okay. My last question. Which one of these was probably your favorite? Oh, that's um, tough. Let me scroll through. I have to. Yeah. I was going to say. Uh, I mean, favorite. Space Angels was pretty fun. But Space I, Angels is pretty good. I think I liked the. Uh, I, li- I think I like the monolith the most because of that extra mm. site that I read where it was just so right. much more detailed of, and mm-hmm. if they tried to dissect it, they dropped dead on the spot. <laughs> and Mother I Russia, from, I'm sure they had one. <laughs> yeah. From a pure plot standpoint. Yes. I think German colonies on Mars would be okay. a great read. So, yeah. Sure. If I could mix two of these into a good movie, it would be the German colonies on Mars and Space mm-hmm. Angels. Sure, yeah, yeah. And Space Angels. Yeah, or, the Marvelous was pretty actually, good. Actually, or this would be a good movie if the Germans were trying to find the throne of God and that's why they colonized Mars. And they're colonizing so they to try and find it. Yeah. Like their search for all the relics and stuff. Exactly. Fear of destiny, all that. Damn. Yeah, these were these oh, were these were good. <sighs> okay, well, that was a fun list. Yeah, I guess yeah. we can close out this episode. Bye. And, and it was hey, about uh, an hour. <laughs> what was that? I said, and it was about an hour. I think yeah. it was a little over. Yeah, we can always make a we can always make a list uh, stretch. So, okay. thank you for watching this episode of Mystery Cast right here on Tales of Earth, Dan. Where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dante Producer or on Twitch at Dante Streamer. And Tinder Andy? at Dante Lover. Tinder oh. at Dante Lover. <laughs> Andy, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at Fryman and Andy and nowhere else. And nowhere else. Okay. And nowhere else. Yeah. It's a new website you can find he me. made. It's nowhereelse.com. <laughs> nowhereelse.com. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Film Circuit, Twitter at Film Circuit, and Instagram Films. Thank you for watching this episode. Let us know what you think about these ancient space programs and space angels and uh, <laughs> Martian cryptids. And Where do you man. think the throne of God is? <laughs> Don't know. say Nebraska. It's Thank, it's you for- <laughs> Thank you for watching this episode. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.